Welcome back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. This is Twanda. And this is Rumel. Hey, Rumel. Hey, girl. Hey, how you doing? I am feeling wonderful, but girl, can I ask you something? Yes. What's what's up? You have a look on your face. Did you have the most relaxing Thanksgiving ever this year? (laughs) No, I was so. Why do we do this to each other? I mean, I have no idea. Why? What what were we thinking? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. Jimmy was just laughing at me at one point because I was so irritated by the whole assignment. You know, it's like getting everything lined up and cooking all the things and having it all done. And oh, by the way, the house is a mess. Oh, so we got to get that together. I mean, like the the juggling of it and having people over, you know, I was happy once it was all done. Yeah, but girl, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that again. We're Christmas is no. going. We eating out some some catering. I have something's Chinese. happening. We're not going to do Something. any of that. We're going to have we're not doing one that. side, you know, one green, one starch, one meat, or something like that, and that's it. That's it. A, a slice of cheesecake. <laughs> I'm okay with it all. I just know I do not want to be standing over my stove. For uh-uh. hours. We're not doing that again. We got we will come up with Over a better days. plan. Oh, it will be better. We're not doing this again. Um, stay mm-hmm. tuned for that episode on how to have more <laughs> relaxing um family gatherings for holidays because we're gonna figure that out for real. We yeah. Yeah. It's it's our mission now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, the, <laughs> tune in next October where we tell you have the best Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> Okay, now we put it out there. (laughs) We put it out there. We're going to have to do Mm -hmm. that one too. Well, I can't wait. I've been waiting on this episode for a very long time. Yes, I'm just looking really. And today our guest is a voice that you have heard on this podcast before. We actually actually call this episode like Althea Take Four. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We keep bringing her back because she might be our favorite. Ooh, check. Can I say that? Yeah, you uh, can. I just it's did. fine. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I know, no, no. So let me remind you who Althea is. All right. So first, let me just say, hey, Althea, welcome back. God, I can't believe I'm back again. I love coming back. Yeah, well, we love having you here. Uh, let me just tell you, you know, Althea is an international mind-body specialist. Althea Lawton Thompson has hosted dozens of healing retreats in 10 different countries since 2011, ranking her retreats in the top five of wellness retreats. As a certified healing therapist, Althea has been highlighted in media outlets, including Mantra Yoga Plus Health, YogaPose.com, Essence Magazine, girl. That's Essence. Okay, okay. At Black Boys OM, Thrive Global, and Elephant Journal. A wife and mother of two grown sons, Althea currently resides in Atlanta and Chicago, but spends several weeks a year practicing indigenous healing modalities in Central and South America and Southeast Asia. Learn more at AltheaRetreats.com and see her online learning content at LLLUniversity.com. We'll make sure all of this is in the show notes so you can get it later. 
Now, related to our topic today, may I add that Althea has a medicinal plant certification from Cornell University. So, y'all, she legit. We got what we need right here in the room. Welcome, <laughs> Althea. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome, Thank welcome. you. Thank you so much. Every time I hear that intro, it makes me nervous. But then I'm like, wow, the chain are. of events of all the things that we've done. Mm-hmm. That bring us to this exact moment. It's so dope. And if everybody's intro was read, everybody'd be like, wow, that's so dope. <laughs> I, I want to show you that's amazing. That's so dope. Yeah, that's just so yeah. dope. Yeah, it is so dope. But in since you started working with us, that intro has changed more than it a couple of changed. times. It yeah, has changed. Because you've We've grown been, um adding countries to the retreats, adding certifications to my learning. Um And, you know, we're talking about um, a topic that I feel like I was kind of thrown into. It wasn't Mm -hmm. really by choice. So it's interesting to hear the bio keep changing as I'm growing and expanding in ways I didn't even expect to do. Yeah. Now, we have you here today because we wanted to talk to you again about plant medicine. Now, if you haven't caught our first episode on plant medicine, definitely do that because we really talk about what is plant medicine and the different modalities that are involved there. But today we're going to talk about plant medicine from a personal perspective, <laughs> right? First, the thing, first thing I know we're, Althea is like all excited. We're, so it's it's like, we're like, yes, yes, yes let's <laughs> talk about it. But I just want for those people who have not heard our first episode, can you just give everybody a brief idea as to what plant medicine is. Okay. And and I'm glad that we're starting with that so that people will know exactly which ones we're talking about. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the medicinal plant family, everything that can heal the human body probably grows out of the earth. Every prescribed medication that we take is most likely a natural plant or a synthetic replication of a natural plant that grows out of the earth. And sometimes there's synthetic replications mixed with a natural plant element, whether that's the oil of a plant, the root, the bark, the resin, the leaf, the flower, all of the the parts of anything that grows out of our earth around the world has a healing property. And where we have to be careful with that is sometimes in higher doses, they can be toxic. And that's why we have prescribed medications where they have tested, clinically tested, how much is too much, how much will cause death or injury or a contraindication. And when I say contraindication, something that's not healthy or good for the human body. When we're talking today about medicinal plants, there are certain plants that have psychoactive properties to them. And it's these psychoactive properties that is becoming a big topic of discussion. Plants like magic mushrooms, they have psilocybin in them or psilocybin. That's the psychoactive property that causes hallucinations and that high feeling. Marijuana has THC in it. That's what causes the high. And people get a little confused about CBD and THC, but CBD is the healing part of that medicinal plant, not the psychoactive property of it. So when today we're talking about psychoactive plants that heal mind, body, spirit, 
Okay. And that's the difference. That's amazing. And I wanted to make sure, because you said two words that most people, instead of calling it medicine, they call it drugs. You said, you mentioned marijuana and magic mushrooms, which until we started talking about plant medicine, this was always drugs, you know, Absolutely. just, and then there's, and this, that was kind don't of do drugs. Purpose in my head is yeah what that I hear. was by design mm -hmm. it was absolutely by design so we have to consider historically that in the 1950s that a lot of these plants were used medicinally in traditional cultures around the world for centuries but it was scientists from parts of europe canada and the united states that began experimenting with indigenous cultures around the world who were already using mushrooms. They were already using plants like ayahuasca. They were already using mescaline, which is the psychoactive property in cacti, like peyote, San Pedro. They were already doing that. But when you bring a scientist, or in the case of mushrooms, a wealthy banker, that's actually how mushrooms came to be the thing that everyone was doing. It was a wealthy banker from California that had heard about a woman in Mexico doing what she was doing with mushrooms, went down, tried it, sent the mushrooms to a scientist in Europe. The scientist figured out that it was psilocybin that was causing the psychoactive high. The whole thing just went crazy. Americans um, started flooding that community in the 60s and 70s. And the community actually lost a lot of its traditional ways the mushroom was over harvested and the woman that kind of introduced this banker and his wife to it was ostracized by the community. So we have to be really thoughtful about plant medicine not being a drug, but an actual traditional ceremonial healing way for indigenous cultures all around the world. And the reason that we're calling it drugs is because when in the United States, we could no longer control what was happening with schools like um, UCLA and University of California doing testing on these different plants in a really clinical setting, mm -hmm. they had to kind of make it a bad thing. Hence the war on drugs that happened in the 70s and the 80s. Mm -hmm. And now we see this resurgence of hey, these things were always medicinal. They were always mm -hmm. healing. They were always helping us with cancer and PTSD and anxiety and depression. Let's go back and start again from where we were in the 1950s and do it in a, a much more respectful way to the indigenous cultures that have always been using it. But now we have to kind of reprogram people's minds that these are not drugs mm -hmm. and things to run away from and stay mm -hmm. away from. I think the first thing, if I um, mentioned to someone that I participated in an ayahuasca ceremony, is they have a look on their face mm -hmm. because they perceive it as that I'm going to get a high. Right. Like, like I'm running around get, <laughs> going to a ceremony to get high. Right. And, um, you know, I recently told a cousin about this and he looked at, I sent him our previous episode and he said, one of the first things I wanted to know is, is this something, just another fancy way of getting a high? Yeah. And so, yeah. I wanted Althea um, on the show today specifically 
because my mom was going to hear this. This would be her first time saying, what? My daughter took what? Ayahuasca. <laughs> so I wanted Althea here to, mom, I'm not taking drugs. It's plant medicine. So I have you here for those yeah. reasons as well. <laughs> okay. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting to have these conversations with relatives. When I had the conversation with my mom, I think she just kind of looked at me blankly because I was <laughs> using scientific terms and really breaking it down in a, not in a, oh my God, and I saw the planets and the stars. And I was like, no, like, you know, first there was a physical response to it. And then when the physical response stopped happening, I saw grandmama oh. and grandmama said this. And I think what happened is for her, me knowing something mm -hmm. that she knew I could not know. Mm -hmm. It's something that happened before I was born, but it was mm -hmm. shown to me in the plant medicine journey. And I'm able to tell her articulately, eloquently, calmly with detail. Mm -hmm. Great grandma Daisy said this and showed me this. And they told me that, and they told me to tell you, you know, it was like, I can't even dispute that this girl has had a journey because there's no way she could know that. Right. right. Wow. Well, I think it might be interesting or, well, let me, let me start over again. Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Okay. Let's talk about, <laughs> Let's talk about what we're going to talk about. So we wanted to have you here. And so we can actually discuss mm -hmm. what it takes or what, what the process is to do some of these um plant medicines. And for us in particular, I think the thing that we wanted to kind of focus on today was ayahuasca. Now we know there's some other ones that kind of come into play too there, but we wanted to talk about like what the process is for sitting down in ayahuasca, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's that right? great. That yeah. is perfect. And it is, it, it's helpful that we've all sat in ceremony together. So we have some mm -hmm. joint experience um, to pull in, and I'm so happy to be able to to do this. Now, I know Ramel is getting us back to the topic, and we want to talk about this, but how did we get here? I mean, did you ever want to think about, like, how yes, did we find ourselves? Say, <laughs> do not gloss over the fact that you mm -hmm. just said, and we've sat together in the medicine and mm -hmm. ayahuasca. This is so powerful because I think there's lots of people all around the United States and all around the world that are secretly, because they don't know how to tell their friends, family, loved ones, that they're interested in knowing about these plant medicines. They're interested in experiencing it. Mm -hmm. And now people are doing it. They're doing it every weekend. They're doing it all around the world. And they're scared to let anyone know they've done it because of the judgment. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really powerful that we just take a moment to say, oh, my God, we sat in ceremony together, y'all. Yes, we did. Yes, we, we did. Yes, we did. The three of us. Yes, we did. It was life changing, though. I mean, we can get to that point, but yeah. it was. I, I think that's the that's the important part. It was life changing. I won't ever be the same. And mm -hmm. because of that. I'm willing to put it out there. You know, Althea was just talking about people don't want to say anything because, you know, all the judgment that comes with it and the faces and the looks that you get. And I'm over here raising my hand like, yeah, that's me because I don't really want. But when it's changed you so much, it's like I can't not say something about it. That's and right. I that's want right. to make sure that other people, if 
they're looking for a type of spiritual healing, a spiritual knowing, sitting in that spiritual hospital. I want to be able to at least help them know that, hey, I've done it. I think it is it was a, a beautiful, life-changing experience. And I would encourage others who feel that pull to do, you know, to research it as well. Just get to understand it better. You know, the funniest thing is that if you talk to enough people, you're going to run into somebody who goes, wait a minute, you did that? Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So, absolutely. So what was that about? So I heard Will Smith I've been did looking it. into it. Yeah, like there's, you know, there's. I heard there, Mike Tyson did it. And he's falling down on videos now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're going to run into somebody who does know a little bit about it, you know, they, and they want and they're curious because it's not widely available here in the United States. So it's kind of like you have to go. It's a journey to get to the journey. It is. Yeah. Um, a few things that, that I want to jump in and say here, when we talk about ayahuasca specifically. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a very magical plant. We're talking about a vine, a vine that grows in the Amazon basin. So we're talking about countries in South America from the East coast to the West coast, kind of starting with Guyana and then ending maybe with Ecuador on the other side. So you've got Brazil and Peru. Um, those are probably the two biggest sources of it, but you also have Colombia. So it, it grows in Colombia naturally. The Yawanawa tribes of Northern Brazil and parts of Colombia, they've been using it medicinally there. The Santo Daime Church, uh, which is a Brazilian African church, uses it um, in a regular church ceremony, very ritualistically um, every week. And then you have, of course, parts of Guyana, which is right on the border of Brazil. And then of course, Ecuador, which has a really beautiful ceremony as well. So ayahuasca is a vine that grows in these countries. Um, and then there's other medicinal psychoactive plants that grow nearby. And when you take those medicinal plants and the ayahuasca vine, you brew them into a tea. And when they're brewed into a tea, the person that's doing it is usually praying with it. Mm -hmm. They're talking with it. They're calling it grandmother. Mm -hmm. They're referring to it in a feminine sense. And they're um, giving it prayers for the person who will drink it, who will ingest it. So this is not something when we think about medicine in a clinical North American way, we're thinking like, put it in a capsule, swallow it, let's get down. And these indigenous cultures are praying with it. They are connected mm -hmm. to it. They treat it as a living organism and a living being that's almost like another human person. And when you drink the tea, you're not just drinking the vine. You're not just drinking the um, psychoactive plants that grow along with ayahuasca. You're drinking the intention of the person that made it. And mm -hmm. that is what creates the journey for the person who drinks it. And that's why um, I can't remember if it was you, Twanda, or you, Rumel, that said a spiritual journey. And I want to say this, because this is really important. Rumel, I know you said it begins the journey of trying to find it because it's not very present here. It's illegal in many states and most of the states here in the United States, but it's being decriminalized in a lot of cities in several states in the U.S. And then... Um, 
it is legal for use in a medicinal way in Oregon. But what I find, and you'll hear this from any shaman or any medicine person that serves this medicine, the medicine calls you. Mm-hmm. What do I mean when I say the medicine calls you? I don't mean you're asleep and you hear Sarah, Sarah, Billy Bob, Billy Bob. I don't mean like that. It's not literally calling you. It makes it super easy for you to find it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it's calling you. You are thinking about ayahuasca. Maybe you hear this show. And then all of a sudden someone says, guess what? I did ayahuasca last weekend. And then you turn on YouTube and the first thing that comes up is a video on ayahuasca or plant medicines. That's the beginning of calling you to it because then you start to do the research. Then the next step is somebody says, hey, you know, I know someone that's I'm going to be doing an ayahuasca ceremony in Mexico and I'm going next month. Can you go? You want to go? And the dates just happen to work out perfectly. And it happens to fit within your budget. And next thing you know, you're like, oh shit, I'm about to do ayahuasca. (laughs) There is a moment of that. It calls you. And that is a moment. moment. (laughs) Yeah. Anybody who does ayahuasca for the first time, you have that moment where where you're like, oh shit, shit. this is real. (laughs) It it was that moment where I had the the tea in my hands and the cup and I'm looking at it and like the the shaman's like, all right, say your prayers into it. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going down. (laughs) (laughs) It's that roller coaster effect of like click, going up and you're like, I cannot get off. I cannot go back. The only (laughs) way is to ride this roller coaster down this hill around the circle (laughs) backward and get back to the station. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good uh, um, analogy of it because you really can't get off. And and some things are not as pleasant as others. um, It's not all an easy journey. It's not all fun and games. But I also don't want people to think it's all the dark night of the soul either. I mean, there's times when you're laughing in the medicine. There's times Mm -hmm. when you're reuniting with loved ones in the medicine. There's times when you become a musician and you're singing and you're like, but I'm tone deaf. What's happening? And it sounds (laughs) great. And everybody around you is like, wow, I didn't know you could sing. And you're like, I can't, you know, (laughs) there's some really powerful, Mm -hmm. positive experiences, Mm -hmm. as well as some really challenging healing things physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Absolutely. Hey, Ramel, do you remember when you started feeling like you were called to the medicine? Um, Talking with Althea, Mm -hmm. um, this might've been a year ago, like Mm -hmm. right around this point around a year ago and we were talking about it and I trust Althea a lot and Althea says Mel I I do I do she said I I think I think you're being called to the medicine and I said okay and within months everything lined up boom (laughs) it was like no effort whatsoever boom everything happened it was almost freakish how how easy it was for it to happen. So I totally understand what Althea was saying because she mentioned it. I thought about it. I looked into it a little bit. And then it was like, oh, here's an opportunity. And I took it. Yeah, I totally and- trusted Althea. 
It was like, yeah, yeah. I'd heard, you know, um, we had had established a, a relationship long before any talk about plant medicine. Mm-hmm. And and she mentioned it. And I did a little research. I looked it up. I, I was in I was already in my year of yes. This is my season of yeah. I want to open my mind. I want to see things differently. I, I want to just explore myself more. I was in that year and then this comes up and of course Ramel tells me what she talked to talked to Althea about and it's like you know what this this would be good we can we can do this mm-hmm. and then that the strange thing of everything lining up just perfectly happens so mm-hmm. um I, I know that's how I, I understand the calling thing and when I have spoken to other people about it I can tell the people who are called and who aren't you know people like oh you gotta throw up. Mm-mm. I heard that you gotta throw up, and that they're they're scared off by that. Or somebody says, "You know what? I've been looking into that. You know, who, mm-hmm. you know how how do I get involved? Why can I learn more?" And you can kind of tell the people who are who have been like, "I've been looking into it. It's so funny that you mentioned that to me today, or something like that." And you say, "Absolutely, ah, I see yeah. see where that's happening." Mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and get to like I we just shared how we came to it. Yeah, I'm really curious. How did you like I was I look at you now, I'm like, how could you not have said yes easily to an ayahuasca ceremony? How did you get to ayahuasca? Kicking and screaming and saying no. You don't sound like you were called <laughs> is, then. I mean, like, what? I was so called that the plant made me come to her. And I do mean that. And now that I see what has happened in just a short period of time, I want to say this also. What we are used to as human beings living on the earth, especially in um, places where it is not traditional to engage in plant medicines, um, where we don't still have a connection to nature and we don't sit outside and kind of watch the seasons and the moon and the sun and stuff like that. We get a little um, jaded and cut off from the way things naturally happen. And time is one of those things that become very rigid for us. So we have a concept of a short period of time and a long period of time. In the magic world, in the spirit world, in the plant medicine world, a lot of things can happen in a short period of time. In a short period of time, my entire life changed. And now my entire life is healing people through natural remedies, whether that's plants. And there's a word that is a scientific word that I have to say now, entheogens, entheogens. I was waiting for that word. I was like, yes, tell me what that So that I can explain how I ended up here. Entheogens are a collection of anything natural that has a healing impact on the body, not just plants. So when we talk about the secretion of the Sonoran desert toad known as Bufo, that works the same way as um, DMT and ayahuasca or mescaline and peyote. It has an effect on the body that is just a shorter amount of time, but it causes psychoactive experiences or combo, which is a purgative. So that helps the body release things through um, regurgitation. And in other languages, it's called a vomite, a vomite, because you vomit. So that's combo. That comes from a frog that is in South America. So entheogens 
are what is being used to create a lot of our healing drugs or, or prescription medications here in the United States now. In 2019, I was invited to several things back to back to back. It actually started in 2018 because I went to Bali and experienced something with a plant in Bali in 2018. In early 2019, I went to the gathering of the shamans with um, the author of The Four Agreements, um, Don Miguel Ruiz and his Mm -hmm. two sons. And I walked across fire and I time did something weird and the stars were like really close to me at night. And I was walking in the dark on red rocks without light. I mean, it was just an amazing experience, the gathering of the shamans in Sedona in 2019. And it was during that time that I started hearing more and more about shamans and ayahuasca. And the way that those particular people, not Don Miguel Ruiz, but the other people that were there were talking about ayahuasca, it really turned me away from it. I was like, there is no way in hell I'm going to do what these people are talking about. (laughs) I am not doing that. And so I had kind of made up my mind then. I'm not doing that after doing the research and listening to their stories. And uh, that was March. In July, a friend from college had just done ayahuasca at Rhythmia, which is a popular um, ayahuasca center in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. And he stayed for a week. And during his journey, he said that he was told that he needed to bring me to the medicine. And so he called me, said, Althea, you have to go with me in August to Costa Rica. We're going to do ayahuasca. And I was like, no, thank you. And I hung up the phone. No, I'm not going to do that. But thanks for the invitation. Like, this boy is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Hell no, was my response. Hell no. And so he called my husband because he's friends with my husband. And um, my husband, he talked to my husband and told him everything that I was not willing to listen to. And my husband knew that I'd been researching and studying and going places. And this is what I mean by the plant calls you. It makes it easy. My husband said, I think you should go. I'll take care of everything here. What do you need? How can I support you? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how many people out here have a partner <laughs> that are like, oh, babe, you want to go try some plant medicine? Yeah, I think you should go. Work you in that. You know, and they've never done it. They don't really know much about it, but they know that somehow it's your calling. Yeah, And that's what happened. And then the dates literally were perfectly lined up. I it came to a point where I didn't have a good reason to say no, except for my fear. Mm -hmm. And I think fear is something we need to talk about with this because most people, their hesitation is fear of something. Mm -hmm. They're afraid of throwing up. They're afraid of losing control. They're afraid of, of who is the person that's leading? I don't know them. This shaman, are they for real? There's some fear. And unless you have someone you trust to hold space for you, to serve this medicine, to pray over it, that fear is going to be there. And so for me, it was fear of, I don't know these people. I am not (laughs) going into the Costa Rica Rica rainforest with you. And by this time, I was already going to Costa Rica. I was Mm -hmm. already taking Spanish lessons. I already knew the rainforest and the places. So I wasn't scared of Costa Rica. I was hosting retreats there. I was scared of I don't know this person who's calling themselves a shaman. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of tricksters out here. So for anyone listening, do not trust every person 
who says they're a shaman. Do not trust every person who says, I'm a medicine man, I'm a medicine woman. Do your research. Talk to someone, multiple someones that have sat in ceremony with these different people, because not everyone is um, serving with integrity. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important. And so after I called the two women that were serving, I felt comfortable that they were serving with integrity and that they had um, a great deal of reverence for the plant, that they'd spent time in the jungle learning from indigenous people and healers. And um, I'm glad that I went because they held very beautiful space for me. It was four nights of back-to-back ayahuasca and combo and Sananga, which are plant medicine drops that go in your eyes, which I know both of you have experienced <laughs> yeah. now. And hot yeah. sauce to the eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot sauce in your eyes, basically. And then um, also rape or hape, depending on how you want to pronounce it, which is um, a tobacco blend made out of not tobacco from the United States, but mapacho, which is the tobacco leaf that is grown natively in Central and South America. i think i think that's really cool and i I, so you guys you did like multiple medicines in your ceremonies she jumped in right no i did not jump in someone pushed me off the end (laughs) of the the deep end diving board and i fell into the water (laughs) and had to swim and I want to say thank you mm-hmm. to all the hands that pushed me into mm-hmm. the water. And if anyone listening is afraid, I hope someone holds your hand and gently guides you into the water because it will positively change your life if you are medicinally cleared, if you're medically yes. sound mm-hmm. to have this journey, because not everyone is able to participate in an entheogenic experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the that's an important point because um both medically like physically with your body if mm-hmm. you're not able to handle the medicine if you're on different medicines um you have to be concerned about that and then also mentally and this is something we talked about in more detail in our first episode but you have to be cleared and not on medicine um working with a therapist or psychiatrist mm-hmm. if you're on medicines before mm-hmm. you think about it very absolutely good and other things to think about like um let's just say that somebody is on medications for a bipolar disorder mm-hmm. in order to do a lot of the plant medicines that we're talking about or entheogens as a whole you should not be on prescribed medications for things like um, schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, at least three to four weeks prior to taking the medicine. But what happens for people, and I'm using bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and schizophrenia on purpose because those individuals should not come off of their medicine. They they should stay on their medicine because Mm -hmm. that's keeping them in stasis, keeping them chemically balanced. And it affects how they function on a daily basis mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, people in their lives, whether that's yeah. at work or at home. So that's someone that I would say is not a good candidate for any of the plant medicines that we're talking about for entheogens. Let me use mm-hmm. the, that word instead, mm-hmm. because, you know, they could come off their medicine and they could journey, but it probably wouldn't have a positive effect for them. 
in Mm -hmm. um, the mental realm. Mm -hmm. Someone who's on blood pressure medication. Now they can still do entheogens, but they would need to stop taking the blood pressure medication maybe three to four days before, Mm -hmm. have their medication present during their journey um, just in case they need it. And then they can go back to taking it, say, two to three days after. But these are things that you have to sit with your physician and discuss. You have to sit with your um, prescribing psychiatrist and discuss. And it's not something to hide. It's not a secret. Mm-hmm. These, these medicines are being clinically used by hospital systems throughout the United States right now, today. And they have been for decades. So people shouldn't be like secretive, like I'm going to secretly stop taking my medicine. And that's where oh, problems come in. Right. You know, I am now co-facilitating with a shaman. I am considered a medicine woman, which is so weird. Oh, so I got to add that to the bio. Oh my God. <laughs> right in the world. Thank God for the hands that push me in the deep end. But, um, you know, as a person that's co-facilitating medicine ceremonies as a medicine woman, I have to be very, very thoughtful about screening who I allow to sit in ceremony with me. And I am always the first one to say, I need you to go talk with your doctor and tell them exactly this. You are going to receive this as a tobacco snuff blown up your nose. You are going to receive this served to you as a tea brew. It has this, this, and this in it. Go tell them that. And I need to know that they give you permission to stop taking this medication two to three days before that we're going to be in ceremony for three continuous nights. We're going to be in Peru. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And now I even have um, a medical practitioner that's present at the ceremonies that um, I'm co-facilitating just because I need everything to be safe, Mm -hmm. um, done with integrity, above board. And for anyone listening, these are the questions you need to be asking. If you're going to do this with anyone, anywhere, ask these questions. And if the person is not asking you, what medicines are are you on? Tell me the name. How long have you been taking it? What have been your diagnoses Mm -hmm. from a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a therapist? Tell me exactly when you received the diagnosis. How long have you been taking medication for it? Tell me the names of it. If your person is not asking you those questions, go look for another person. Yeah, right. That's good. Period. So I appreciate you covering that part because that's something people really need to know. It's not going to be available to everyone. I love that you said that. I listen to a Red Table Talk. I don't always listen to the Red Table Talk. I hope you know what I'm talking about out there with the Smiths who have the Red Table Talk Mm -hmm. discussions. And they talked about ayahuasca specifically and the mother-in-law or maybe it was... um, yeah, your girl's mom. She said, "Data, thank you." Yes, data. She mm-hmm. was. She said, yeah. "I'm just concerned that you could get addicted to yeah. ayahuasca." How would you respond mm-hmm. to that? Because people do want to do it <laughs> more than once, that, though. People want to do it yeah, more than once. Well, it's not necessarily the wanting to do it; it's being called back to it. So there are some things that are have addictive properties to them. Ayahuasca is not one of them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, a is not one of them. And let, let me say this. There are some people that I do believe are addicted to not wanting to do the work themselves. How about that? Mm, okay. It's not okay. the plant. It's the, 
I feel like I need help from outside of me to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm scared to do it myself Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, these plant medicines are all going to show you things. You're very aware. You're not gone. You know, I want to respond to something that we talked about earlier when we said, get high. Ayahuasca is not getting high. Mm -hmm. It is probably the the opposite of getting high. Mm -hmm. It is being completely freaking aware of things that have probably always been happening around you, but you are so caught up in your day-to-day reality, you're not paying attention and you're not recognizing things that need to be addressed. I need to forgive this person for this thing that happened to me in my past. I need to forgive myself for what I've done to someone else. I need to go talk to this person that I believe I hate. I need to fix this situation with my children, my mother, my aunt, my cousin, my siblings. I need to, it's it's a, a thing that requires you to do something in life. And the people who don't want to do that thing, they keep going back to the plant because they want the plant to do the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that I think is the addiction. It's And I wouldn't call it an addiction. It's more of a fear of having to do the work. So you keep going back to the plant, like show me another way. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that way. Do another way. So you can keep going back 25, 30 times. The way is still the freaking way. You have to do the work. You still have to do the work. Uh, well, you know, Althea, thank you for that. I think we're, we're I it's funny, we've been talking for a long time and we still haven't talked about our actual experiences together. But what happens in the ceremony? Want, what happens in the ceremony? And Which I think is so that's, important. And I think people really is. want to hear that. That's what they want to hear. What happens that's what they to me when I drink it? Like, tell me minute by minute. And I want to tell you minute by minute. Yep. That's exactly what we're going to do. But we're not going to do it on this episode. We're going to do it on the next one. (laughs) Yes, I was such a teaser. Yes, yes. So you don't want to miss the next part. Okay, so this is is part one of a two-part series. Next release date in a couple of weeks, you'll get a chance to hear what exactly happened in our ceremonies because as many snowflakes as there are is what you're going to find in terms of ceremonies. <laughs> They'll all be very different and what you get from it. But we're going to talk about our experience together, what it looked like from uh, what do we do in a ceremony, what happened when we took the medicine, what happened after the medicine, um, and what we got from it overall. So that's what we're about to get into on the next episode. So Althea, thank you, my dear, for thank showing you. up for us again today. We appreciate thank you, Mel. Thank you, Twanda, for having me always. This really does feel like a sisterhood. And I'm always just kind of waiting with bated breath for you all to call me and say, <laughs> Guess what we, we want to talk about? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I want to. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, yeah. we got a two for this time. And so thank you for agreeing to that because we need to go deeper. Absolutely. Well, thank and we're you. about and for to everyone go. listening. Thank you so much. Um, happy researching. Happy researching. And yes. we can't wait to hear your stories of being called. Absolutely. I love it. So on that, <laughs> we're going to bid you adieu. We'll see you next time. And so until next time. Peace Peace and blessings. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. 
You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Girl Podcast. That's girl with three R's. And if you want to participate in our segment, Ask Your Girlfriends, email us at girlpodcast at gmail.com. That's girl with three R's. (laughs) So until next time, peace Peace and and blessings. blessings.